Hey everyone, before we get into this new episode, I did want to warn everyone that this episode definitely touches on some sensitive topics. There are some conversations regarding abuse as well as some suicidal thoughts. So if you are not in the right mental space, I would suggest you don't listen to this episode and maybe listen to one of the other episodes I have available. I did want to give out some phone numbers for people that are listening National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, if you are in need of it, once again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Also, I have the phone number for a domestic violence hotline. If you are in a situation and you're not sure who to talk to, you could definitely find someone here. That number is 1-800-799-7233. Now let's get into this new episode. are now tuning in to your new favorite podcast where we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host Rosie and this is the Rosie Perspective. Now let's get into it. Hey, it's your girl Rosie. I'm back with another episode of the Rosie Perspective. I am joined by a special guest today. I have a lovely woman by the name of Shauna on with me. Say hello, girl. Hi, everyone. (laughs) You sound so nervous. Don't be nervous. We're going to get to talking. So for those that don't know, me and Shauna actually have been following each other on Twitter for like my whole life. Like at this point, I feel like we've been following each other for like 10 years, girl. I feel like it's probably been about 10 years. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everything. We've been been social media friends for a while. Yes, because you know how it is, especially on Twitter. Like, you really kind of become friends with people without I'm being saying. friends with people I'm based on you. Twitter. I remember people's birthdays, people's kids. <laughs> like, y'all, y'all are my friends for real. Right. right. <laughs> Shout out to Twitter for bringing us together. So, um, so on this episode, we're going to dive right into it. Um, Shauna and I have been speaking, you know, via DMs and everything in regards to her recently leaving her relationship with a narcissist. And a lot of people are experiencing um, the same thing. There's obviously support groups. A lot of people are more so talking about it now. A lot of people are becoming more familiar with what narcissists do and who they are. So we figured it would be a great episode to, you know, educate some women out there and just remind people of like what signs to look for and just, you know, talk about it. So If we could get started, Shauna, um, I guess if you want to start with, I guess I'll say, when did you learn what a narcissist was? Now, did you learn what a narcissist was when you were in the relationship or you've known what it was prior to the relationship? Um, I've always like heard about what what a narcissist is and I always thought it was just like a really selfish person that was full of themselves. Um, and when I say it's, so much more than that like it's so much more psychological than that like these are people that are like severely psychologically damaged because of you know whatever happens to them in childhood I do want to say you know I'm not like an expert on narcissism or you know I'm, I don't have any like clinical psychological background I just survived six years with someone who I 100% know is a narcissist whether he gets diagnosed or not 
I know the kind of person that he is. Right, right. Um, so this is all personal experiences, y'all, before y'all get on somebody's internet talking about, oh, yeah. no, this is personal experience. Okay. And that's another thing I did see recently, like a clip on, I think it was Twitter, um, where a woman was like, everybody's just throwing the word narcissism around. You have to be diagnosed. And that's not true, because if somebody's crazy, do they have to be diagnosed as crazy for you to see that they fucking no. crazy? Certain things don't need a medical diagnosis if they fit exactly what the description is. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you did say that like you know and, and uh a lot of um people with narcissistic tendencies which a lot of people say that instead of saying a narcissist but i'm gonna say a narcissist <laughs> um a lot of people the the numbers are low for narcissists because a lot of people are not getting help to get diagnosed so it's i feel like just my opinion that it's a lot more commonplace than we think or than we know because these people are not going to therapy and getting diagnosed as a, as a narcissist. They're just walking around, you know, mentally terrorizing people. Yep. And that's exactly what it is. Mentally terrorizing people. That's and exactly as far as like, I've encountered a few narcissists and believe it or not, I've had some men. I don't know any narcissists that are women, but I'm sure they exist because I've read up on certain things. And mm -hmm. a lot of men have also complained about their wives or their girlfriends being narcissists. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not gender specific. It could be it either sex. Um, where I have had narcissists that are kind of like, oh, I'm a narcissist. And they say it in a good way. Like they think it's a positive thing. And I'm like, you're literally mentally fucking people up. Like narcissists aren't good characteristics or it's not a good persona to be proud of and some people are proud of it like what so I guess if you want to tell us a little bit about your experience so you were dating a narcissist for six years when did you start to like discover like hold on like I'm starting to see some things that aren't supposed to be thinging okay so when you when you start off with a narcissist I met him when I, I'm 28 years old I met him when I was 22. And when you start off with them, it feels like true love. It feels like soulmate. It feels like you're on top of the world. It feels like this is the one. I feel like I found somebody that finally gets me. Um, and then that lasts probably for the first few months. Um, just for first for, few months. Yeah. <laughs> in the first few months I yeah. know it won't you say okay. that girl okay. as fast as it comes is as fast as it goes okay because okay. about 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 three or four months in they start to feel comfortable with you and start to feel like well I don't have to pretend like I'm this type of person anymore I can I can let the mask drop and um show her who I really am which is a deeply insecure deeply mentally disturbed deeply damaged person and um, there's nothing wrong with being a deeply insecure, deeply damaged person, but there is something wrong when you use it to literally control a person's actions, to change a person's like mental well-being. And they're, these people, are they, they know exactly what they're doing. They're very intentional with it. It's very calculated. Um, so when you, when you use your, and they're very powerful, I, I like to say that they're smart and they're dumb, um, because they're, they're very powerful at, um, using their, you know, whatever manipulation tactic that they use to control whatever it is that he, that he wanted from me. Like I, there's, there's nothing it's as embarrassing as it is like, and it's, 
it's so embarrassing to like sit in the, and I do, I sit in my feelings. I'm, I'm in therapy now. I'm, I'm working through all of like my codependency issues and everything with him, but it's so embarrassing to sit and think about how I would literally do anything for him, anything, anything. And I know that he did that to me. He made me think that, um, if I left him, I'd, I'd have nothing. I'd be no one. He's the only one I have. Um, he's the only person that loves me. You know, it is good sometimes. And when it's good, it's good. It's like, it's like, wow. It's like how I was in those first three or four months. And you, the whole time, like the whole time in six years, um, I'm wanting to get back to that feeling in the first few months or, you know what I'm saying? Or just those. those, girl, I can relate. (laughs) You holding on to the first three months that don't exist anymore. Let it go, sis. But we can't because it's like, but it felt so good. But that was the mm-hmm. whole intention for it to feel so bomb that you hold on to it. Yeah. And based on what you had said when we were speaking in terms of social media and not all people are narcissists that do it, but we are speaking about narcissists or narcissistic characteristics or traits, but they kind of scout you out. Mm-hmm. Like they scout yeah type of person they're looking for based on what you pose based on what your persona seems to be so they scout you out in order to put their plan in motion yeah they definitely they definitely do they seek out people that while this girl is beautiful she looks like she's um like in your case you're always going on trips I always see you going on trips you live in your best life you have a popular podcast you're doing the thing a narcissist can see that And because they don't have any happiness or any joy or any light inside of them, he's going to want to take that from you and take and take and take and take and take until you have no more. And that's when it's not fun for him anymore. And that's when he starts cheating. And, and that's when he starts, you know, getting his, his new supply pretty much from, from other people. Um, Oh, and I, I did want to answer your question from earlier. You said, when did I like realize? Um, I was in a constant state of confusion for years. I was just really fucking confused. What the fuck did I do? Why the fuck is he so angry? Like, can I curse? Um, okay. Oh, for what? sure, girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait, I think I've been cursing. Yeah, no, you um, good. Okay. Um, why is he so angry? Like, why is he blowing up at little things? Like, why is he, why is he doing this to me? Was my, my biggest question. Why is he doing this to me? What did I do? Just a constant state of confusion, constant state of anxiety. And I will say that I didn't, I I did not know what was going on or what was happening to me until June of this year. So after six years, that's when you finally realize like June of this year, like, okay, yeah. hold on. So what, what did something transpire this year to make you realize, or was it just built up where you just like, no, at some point you had a breaking point where you're like, this is some, this is some bullshit. Like, because love is not supposed to feel that way. Like, and we've talked about it and based on some of the research and things that I've seen, like narcissists do tend to kind of want to punish you for the smallest thing. If you don't kind of abide by what they want you to or whatever the case is so you shouldn't be in a relationship where you're feeling punished 
but then it has you thinking like am i bugging but you're not bugging you know what i'm saying like no. oh well i did do this so maybe that's why he's upset so for you was there like a breaking point or it was just built up where you like no this ain't it i would say it was probably both um i so you know me and my were together for six years um but we lived together for the last 15 months of our relationship we lived together and before I like decided to, I, I moved for him. I lived in Texas and I moved to, to Nevada for him. Um, and like before, like we, we were together in, in South Carolina, which is our hometown. Um, and before, like when we were together here and when we did long distance, I always just thought like, okay, like if I just can be a better partner and love him more, and um, maybe I can like help him deal with his childhood trauma. His, his mother's a narcissist. His dad was physically abusive. Um, just this bunch of excuses that I was making for him. And um, so I will say when I, I say, I say all that to say that when I moved in with him is when it got worse. Like my mental health was just seriously deteriorating. Like um, I was... <laughs> My eyes are welling up. Oh my gosh. Um, no, but, it's okay. It's okay. I understand. Talking about it is tough because you're reliving it. So I understand. Yeah. If you need a moment, yeah. let me know. But no, this is this is the result of it. So the people that are listening or the people that think being a narcissist is a good thing, because I think they take out, um, what do they say? A grand persona. Like, I guess they feel overly important. And everyone's mm -hmm. supposed to be confident, but it's a different type of confidence in like, grand I forgot the word it's like grandoire or something fancy uh, I think it's grandiose grandiose yes yeah. I remixed that bitch talking about what you was talking about yeah, <laughs> have that big persona and I think people think like oh well I'm a narcissist then because that's fine because I'm super confident no that's not it like you're damaging people like mm -hmm. you're literally there's support groups like if it was great why would you have a support group for narcissists like people are literally recovering and trying to take their life back so yeah. you talking about this I do appreciate it I know you will get emotional and stuff like that but that just goes to show like he tried to break you down as a person break your spirit he really did and there's um just just going going off a little bit of what about what you said there's definitely like some um there some PTSD that's involved in it there's people who like um you know, they're, they're having trouble in like their healthy relationships. And like me, I feel like I'm just become completely avoidant. I don't want to like date at all. Like, I don't know when I will want to date again, but I'm nowhere near there. Um, and like certain conversations that I have with people will like, even if they don't mean what they said, how they said it, or like, or even if I didn't, if they didn't say it like that at all, and I just heard it that way, and it will, it'll take me back to a time where he was putting me down or criticizing me or he's just really devaluing me. Um, so, yeah, so my, so my mental state was just really deteriorating. I was, I was suicidal. Um, I was super confused. I was like, not showering, not really, I work from home, but like I'd clock into work, but I wouldn't go to work at all. Um, and so I just knew like something isn't isn't right because like I've I've always like suffered from like depression and anxiety, but 
when you have somebody who is like making your depression and anxiety even worse, it's just like something isn't right. Um, so it was all just building on me when we lived together. Um, but in June, we went on a trip to Puerto Rico. Um, and I was when you get into your story for Puerto Rico, I do want to say like you have expressed that before and I do appreciate you being vocal about that because I'm sure there are plenty of people that have had suicidal thoughts and I'm just happy that you're here. I've told you that before. You got me getting teary-eyed because I'm so happy that you're here. It's a shame that people can break other people's spirit to the point that they don't want to be here and I'm just glad that you chose life, that you chose to be here, that you're here to tell your story. I'm sure your family, your friends, they appreciate you still being here so I definitely definitely want to say that I'm glad you chose life and you chose yourself like you know so I did definitely proud of you for that so yes you could tell us about Puerto Rico thank you so much um the 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 time where like I really was like I'm gonna do it I decided like I called the suicide hotline and she talked me down she was a really nice girl she talked me down she was like I think that you should really start seeing a therapist and so I did and like it, it saved my life, like therapy, journaling, um, meditating, starting to do like things for myself and like for my mental health after being with somebody who really like broke my mental health down, saved my life, my family, my friends, they saved my life. They literally pulled me out of an abusive situation. And that's what it is. It's, it, it's abusive. It's it's emotionally and mentally abusive, and it's it's just a really fucked up thing to do to someone. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's often we talk about physical abuse, but emotional and mental abuse is equally as damaging, and it's it's really equivalent. And it's like, again, some people don't see the harm in it because it's just words. Well, I'm not beating you. Yeah, but what you might as well beat me with what you're doing to me. What is the difference between you physically not putting bruises on me? However, my whole soul is like dark. My whole soul is bruised. You battered me internally, but because I, you can't see it, you feel like, oh, you just sensitive. It's not a big deal. So, so you did say real quick, before we get into Puerto Rico, that you call the suicide hotline, which is great um, that they have it. And a lot of people should utilize it when they do feel like they have nowhere to turn. However, I my question to you is, did you feel like you couldn't really talk to your family about it or your friends? Or did you just want um, an un, not an unbiased opinion, but just someone that didn't know you to kind of talk to? I feel like both but mainly because um I didn't know how to tell my family like I didn't know how to like explain to them like it was just so embarrassing like right now explaining to you now I should have just said like hey he's mean as fuck um he's really fucking mean and I don't know what's going on most of the time but he's just it's something that's always my fault. Um, and um, he's just really mean. And like, I just, I really need somebody to understand. I think I need to leave him. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but that was not me then. Right. Me then was like, I don't know how to explain to him, like, what's really happening. And I was embarrassed. And, um, and I will say, like, with the, with a lot of narcissists, my, my ex wasn't, I don't say this to make any excuses for him. It was mainly emotional abuse. 
but there would be times where he got so angry that it would become physical. And I, I, I always say like when I'm, well, not always, cause I just started talking about it, but I like to tell people like it was mainly emotional, but like sometimes he did hurt me physically. And I guess I want to say sometimes, cause I don't want to want it to be like, he was like beating on me every day. Cause he wasn't, but there would be times where, um, I learned that it's called narcissistic rage when they just get really angry and they cause injury to you because they, they don't, they feel like they don't have any control anymore. Control is everything to them. Absolutely. They don't have any control anymore. It can get very scary and very dangerous. No, no, I do believe that. I mean, because the whole thing is kind of control. I want to control, um, your thoughts. I want to control what gaslighting, gaslighting is a part of it. Like I want Mm -hmm. to gaslight you. I want you to feel like what you're feeling is not valid, but it is, but I want to just make sure that I have control and I have you rethinking your thoughts to be like, Oh, well, maybe it isn't that bad. It is that damn bad, but that's the point. I want to control all your thoughts. You want to control who they're around. You want to control what they do. Um, Like we've talked about before, you talk about them sucking the happiness out of you. It's like, oh, you're happy? Say less. You will not be happy by the time we are now in a relationship. And it's like, how do you seek out someone that you see is happy, that you meet that is happy, and then your objective is to suck them dry because you are empty. It's just an unfortunate thing and you don't realize it until you're in. Like, you're just like, oh my God, this is so great. Like you said, first three months or whatever, this is wonderful. All of a sudden you're like, okay, I don't smile as much. I'm mm-hmm. not as happy. Um, everything does seem like it's my fault. Um, yeah. Okay, but by the time it occurs, you're you're a little, you're a little deep in there. You get what yeah. I'm saying? So- um okay so I know you were going to tell us about Puerto Rico what happened in Puerto Rico um so I was really excited to go to Puerto Rico we've been talking about it since like March or May or April April comes after March right I knew that (laughs) and you know I was really excited about it I thought that um we would like get our spark back there in a way like like maybe we would he's my my ex was little caveat before I go into the story about um, Puerto Rico. He's, he's as a lot of narcissists do, one of his tactics is being very withholding and punishing. And just for reasons like I was unaware of, like, I'm mad you talking to this girl. So you mad that I'm talking to this girl, you caught me cheating. So now I'm not gonna ha- give you any sex. I'm not gonna give you any love. I'm not gonna spend any time with you. You know what I'm saying? Very, very, very withholding so I was thinking you know when we go to Puerto Rico like oh we'll we'll have a good time maybe we'll have I wanted sex (laughs) um maybe we'll have sex like wait so he was withholding sex yeah he was withholding it for almost the entire time that I was with him I can probably count on my hands how many times we had sex I know you lying sis in the finish no I'm not (laughs) oh my goodness just for me just because please believe he was still out there having sex with his raggedy ass. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I don't and, like that. I don't right. like none of this, but I don't like that either. Okay. okay. <laughs> and what's funny is when I finally decided that I was done, he and this is something else that they I feel like I'm all over the place. Is that no, okay? No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's your story. Whatever way yeah. you remember it is fine. 
awesome. Um, so yeah, when I finally realized I was done, he wanted to like take me on dates and have sex. And it's just like, I hate to say stuff like this, but they're insane. They are so crazy. <laughs> But are they insane or do you think he knew what he was doing now that you're ready to be done? Okay, I still got to manage a way to keep her. And these are the things that I know she's been asking for. So if I just do it, I can keep her around a little longer. I I think that you're right about that. Because, again, that goes into them being intentional and knowing exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, So they know they know what they're supposed to do. They know what you want. They know that they're not loving you correctly. They know that, you know, they know, they, they know, <laughs> like, they, they know. Um, and that's, I, I believe that's called, cause I told you, you know, I've been doing my research though, watching my TikToks, reading, reading my online stories. I ordered a book. I, I think I showed you the book. Um, I think that's called hoovering when they try to like suck you back in. Uh, yep. It's hoovering when they try to suck you back in by doing nice things for you, but that they did previously didn't do before because they felt like they didn't have to because they had you. And that's another thing about them is they don't see you as equal. They don't see you as a partner. They don't see you as girlfriend or wife. They see you as property. I knew you were going to say property. It was they own you. They own you. You, you are not going anywhere. You're mine. I don't have to be nice to you. I don't have to do anything for you. I don't have to clean up in here. I don't got to cook nothing. I don't have to stop cheating on you. I don't have to stop um, financially abusing you, which is which is another th- one thing that they do, which is when um, they either use all of your money or they're the ones making all the money and then you can't have none of their money. Um, and they, they pit other women against you. I can't, as embarrassing as this is, you know, it is what it is, it's done. I moved past it. I promised myself that I ain't never going to be with nobody like this again. So I'm just going to say all the things that I feel like I need to say. Um, I don't know how many women he cheated on me with. I know there was a lot. Um, It's one, another one of the manipulation tactics that they use is triangulation, which is literally, and it, I, it, it haunt, it actually like really bothers me like as someone who considers myself to be like someone who loves other women that I was like pitted against these other women in like competition with them when I'm the girlfriend like right right <laughs> um but I've had like women come up to be me and be like well, on social media pretty much never no one ever like physically came up to me and was like that's my boyfriend I've had this happen on more than one occasion with more than one woman. Um, and he would tell me these girls are crazy. And then I just be thinking about it now, like he told them I was crazy. Right. <laughs> um, they just have so many like different little tactics that they use, gaslighting, triangulation, uh, financial abuse. Um, they're pathological liars. Like they will tell you the sky is purple. You look outside, like, I know that sky blue. They'd be like, the, the sky is the sky is purple. What the fuck's right. wrong with you? Like, right. the sky is purple. Um, 
Yeah. So, oh, should I get back to Puerto Rico? No, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. no, it's okay. I know once you start telling your story, you realize there's just so many different things. Girl, that's how I tell my stories. But no, okay. I'm on track with what you're saying. And all of it matters and all of its important pieces. Um, so whenever you do remember something, yes, please feel free to share. But yes, so you guys were going to Puerto Rico. I know you said you were hoping that, you know, more sex would be involved. Yeah, and then we would just have a good time. Like Puerto Rico is beautiful. Have you been to Puerto Rico? I have. I yeah. went last year for the first time. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, 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 I've never really been, well, it's, it's I guess it's still part of the country, but I've right. never been like on an island or anything like that. I was so excited. It's beautiful there. The people are beautiful, like inside and out. The water's clear. I was just so excited. Like we're going to be on the beach. We might like out to dinner or you know anything I was just excited about all the opportunities and the way his brain works he was not thinking about any uh, any of that that I was thinking he wasn't thinking about having a good time on an island with his girlfriend that's not what he was thinking about at all um so we went with a group of people I will say that it was really like disorganized from the start I had no idea um when you put things into the hands of a narcissist especially traveling plans I will never do that again because I because me I, I like to be really organized like um rental hotel you know what, whatever needs to be done like I right. and I put it all in his hands and thought that he was going to have everything you know in order just just believed him as this my man he gonna he gonna have it together which I don't know why I thought that because he's it's never been like that but you right. know we have belief and hope because we're empathetic empathetic people and mm -hmm. we love them you know and um so you know when we get there and I just say we was with a group of people yep okay when we get there and um it's just a little disorganized and he just has an attitude from the get-go he has an attitude from the get-go and I'm just like in my mind I'm like what can I do to, to make this attitude better like right. I don't want to deal with this. Like we're going to be here for, I think it was five days, four or five days. I don't, I really don't remember. It's like a blur to me. It's crazy how some things are like so clear and then some are just like a blur. Right. You try um, to push it out your mind. Because mainly all I remember about Puerto Rico was like seeing him for the first time, like, and seeing that, like, he's kind of disturbed. Like he's something might be wrong with him. Like for real. Um, but so yeah, he's, he's kind of got his ass on his shoulders for a few days. He's like, not really hanging out with me. He's hanging out with the people that we went with, which was weird. Like I didn't even really know them. Um, which I, one other thing I'll listen, you live, you learn, but I'll never do that again either. <laughs> um, this was my first like trip that I really like, I've been like to other States and stuff, but this was the first trip that like, I had like plans or like well thought I had planned well and um yeah so you know I just didn't know certain things but um he just has his ass on the shoulders for a few days he's hanging out with them and not with me and um have you heard of it was it was three different instances in Puerto Rico that happened where and they and you know things come at threes it happened boom 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 and by the last boom, I was like, absolutely the fuck not. I don't even fucking like you anymore. Girl. Said, yeah, it, ha it happened like this. It happened from 
we on a plane going to Puerto Rico. I'm going to Puerto Rico with my man to ill. Ill, 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 Like I have to get away from you, like right the fuck now. Right. Um, and um, so the one of the first and I, I can't remember, I can't even remember what order they was in, Rosie. Like I really can't remember what order they was in. So I'll just say all three of them. No, that's okay. Um, so have you heard of La Perla? I have. I went there. You did? I did. That's where they shot um Despacito with Justin Bieber. Yeah, That's yeah. where we shot. Yes, I did go there. So I am a little suburban girl from a small town in South Carolina. I didn't want to go down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the slums for sure. It's definitely the slums of Puerto Rico. I didn't want to go down there. And I told them, I told him like, it's cool if you want to go but I don't want to go like, go have fun. Like, and that's, that was another thing about me. Like whenever I, like I tried to set any, they don't respect any boundaries at all. When I tried to set any type of boundary of like, Hey, yeah, you go. It's cool. Have fun. And like, literally in my mind, I'm thinking that's, that's a good response, right? Like go, like, you know what I'm saying? Do your thing. I didn't want to go down there. I had no, no desire to go down there. <laughs> and um, He like, like embarrassed me in front of them like I was like um scared and like just made me out to be like like something that you shouldn't make your partner out to be in front of literal like you know these people but I don't know them um and just made me feel like really really low like if if it was ever a situation where he didn't feel comfortable doing something I would never like force him or make him feel any type of way about it so that was number one I didn't want to go down there and like I that was I, I finally started like te- texting like my mom or like calling my mom whenever because he he also left me in the Airbnb a lot like he just he kind of left me after I, I'll explain that too I'll explain that but he left me in the Airbnb by myself almost the whole trip um and um I was explaining, I was like, mom, is, is it me? Like, should I have just went down there? And she was like, no, not if you didn't want to. Like, that's the thing. Like, why should you have to do something that somebody else wants to do without, and it starts fucking with you? Like, damn, am I bugging? Like, am right. I too scared to go down? Like, why didn't I, would that have made him happier? Maybe we wouldn't right. be in this predicament if I just went. Meanwhile, you don't want to go. Right, <laughs> right. I just didn't want to go. Like, that's not what I that was that wasn't in any of my plans at all and like I had like plans like there were it was only a couple things that I wanted to do like I wanted to go to the beach I wanted to go to old San Juan and I wanted to go on this like sailboat thing that was the only plans like I'm very I wanted to be on the water and see architecture really I didn't have like any good food I didn't have like again like my first time really traveling so I didn't really have like and I'm also very like I'm, I'm happy with anything. So as long as I went to a beach, saw the architecture, um, ate good food and like, you know, went on the boat. Cause that's all I really wanted to do was like go on one of those little boats where they like sail to, to the old San Juan. Yeah, um, I went on yeah. a sailboat and I did that. It was amazing, girl. It was, it was amazing, amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. I keep telling myself, like, I want to go back with girlfriends you and I like, really do my trip right. Yes. And really Please. do my trip right. Um. So yeah, that it was that and like just him making me feel crazy about that, about not wanting me to do that. 
And then, so one of the days we're at the, it's crazy. Like, I really don't know which one happened first. Um, but one of the days we're at the beach with everybody and everybody's cool. And like, um, I, I will say, I, I don't have a problem with any of the people that I went with. Um, one of the dudes I thought was, was pretty, was pretty funny. Um, I just didn't know them very well. And it was just really embarrassing for all those things to be happening to me in front of strangers. And he basically like made me look like a, 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 a bitch. He made me look like I was like the villain of not wanting to do anything. It's just like, I, what you, I've been out with y'all the whole time. Literally the only time that I didn't do anything was when you guys were going to La Perla. And it, that's, that was just me setting a boundary. Like right. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't want to stay in this Airbnb. I don't want to be not part of be, be part of the activities. Like, and he like isolated me from, he kind of forced me to like isolate from everybody else because of how he was treating me, because it was just, it, it just was getting to a point so bad where I, I didn't know, but I was about to reach my breaking point. Right. Right. Um, and, it, you know, it's hard when you're about to reach a breaking point and to have fun on an island, no matter how beautiful it is and no, or right. no matter how much you want to have fun. Absolutely. Um, but one of the days we were at the beach and um, he's helped. I had one of those. You ever seen those like clear case things that you put mm -hmm. your phone in? So I, I'm putting my phone in there and I got him to help me with it. And you know, I tie it up around my neck and I go out into the ocean and he's a photographer. So he had his camera around his neck, but he had his phone, his cell phone in his pocket. To me, it's common sense to check where your cell phone is at. Right. Onto the ocean, whether you put it under a towel or, you know, you have it in like a clear thing around your neck or, you know, anything, you just, you check where your phone is at. Another thing about going off on a little tangent again but um another thing about them is their mind is always on overdrive you know it's it's pretty exhausting to to mentally terrorize someone all the time I bet. So, 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 okay <laughs> so this is why they this is why they sleep a lot and this is why they forget like small things like wallets and keys and this is why um they can't place their their brain their mind to a place of like washing a dish or sweeping the floor because I got too much controlling to do. I can't remember my wallet and sweep the floor and, and, you know, and do other things that normal people do because my mind's on, it's on a mental overdrive right now. I need to take a nap because this is really exhausting and I just need a break from controlling people. <laughs> terrible, terrible, absolutely terrible. I'm telling you. And so he walks into the ocean with his phone in his pocket. And there's a beach in Puerto Rico. Let me know if you know this beach, but it's like there's um, water and then there's like a landing kind of. I wish I remembered the names and stuff, Rosie, but it was so That's okay. No, I don't know <laughs> if I remember that beach. I was on a beach. I was on Isla Verde Beach. I don't know. I, I think I know what you're talking about i'm not sure if i went to that one but i think i know what you're talking Carolina's about Carolina's beach there's a bunch of different yeah. beaches so, so i'm not too familiar so many but this particular one it was really pretty um as they all are there's like a beach and then there's like uh like a landing kind of that you can walk on and then there's like the rest of the beach um and when he when we get to that landing and we get up and we're like out of the water um 
he realizes he has his phone in his pocket. So, you know, my, my empathetic brain, my, my girlfriend brain, my, oh my God, what can I do? Da, 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 da. Um, it's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, is it, is it working? Like, what can we do? Like, we can buy you a new phone here. Like, da, 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 da. And, you know, I realized later on that that was me, like, just trying to like ease the situation. I didn't, I don't want no argument. I want to see how I can make this nigga happy because when he mad, it's, it's not it. It's not it. Like nobody gets to have fun. And um, so that happens. And later on, he tells, later on that night, he tells me, if I wasn't helping you put your, putting your phone in your little clear case thing, then I wouldn't have walked into the ocean with my cell phone. And for the first time, I was just like, is this nigga fucking serious? Like, is he, is he fucking serious? Like he was time, that serious. That's the sad part about he it. You'd be like, I know you fucking lying. Like, what? <laughs> and one, another thing that's just so crazy about them is they 100% believe everything that they say. Child. <laughs> everything. Everything. you like, wait, run it back? And they say it again. You're like, so you don't think that's a problem? They're like, nope. They're like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, they're serious. Um, they have no accountability at all. Like he couldn't, his brain couldn't fathom that. Damn, I left my phone in my pocket. That was kind of dumb, nigga. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, right. He was like, Shauna's fault. Shauna's fault. Shauna's fault. Everything was always my fault. Everything was always my fault. Um, so then that was the first time my brain was like, okay, this is not okay. But then I was like, let me, I'm going to try to talk it out with him one more time. I'm going to try to talk it out to him one more time. And we're having the conversation and I'm, you know, I'm trying to have it quiet as other people in this Airbnb. And it's a, it was a small Airbnb and um, he's getting loud. And it's just like, why are you trying to have this conversation in front of people? And I'm like, well, you don't want us getting loud. Like, like they, this is what they do. Like the, the whole gaslighting thing. And it's just crazy. Um, he says to me, well, if you don't like it, then leave me then. And my brain was just like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I will. And that's when, that's honestly, when I started my detachment from him, I, we, we can't, you know, we live together. We did have to live together for a few months. Cause you know, that happens. And, um, he, I, in a way, like, I'm, I'm glad that he got to see me, like, the, in the couple months we had to live together afterwards, he, I'm glad that he got to see me really just boss up, like, I started going to therapy, I started journaling, I started meditating, I started going outside again, and, like, smiling again, and feeling just genuine happiness again, I started, like, to just, like, see the beauty in life again, I started to, like, see the greens on the leaves and the trees and the bushes, like stuff that I just hadn't noticed in years. Like, I feel like I was just pulled out of a spell, like a spell from someone who just mentally terrorized me, isolated me from my, my, my family and friends. Like I, I didn't talk to my best friend for two years. (laughs) I didn't talk to my best friend for two years because of him. Um, we do talk again now that's good she's a you know she forgave me and she she was actually the first person to be like 
he's gaslighting you. He's a narcissist. And I just would be like, okay, like I've heard a narcissist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I've had problems with my with my dad because of him. Like, like this is somebody who really mentally terrorized me. And he he got to see me like truly move on and like make friends when he didn't allow me to, I didn't have any friends in Vegas until towards the end of, of like living with him. And she, she's still my friend. Um, he didn't allow me to like really make friends or like he would say like little things like, why are you trying to make friends? And it's COVID. And then he would be out making friends. And be Girl, out. don't even get me started. Okay. <laughs> They be trying to make it seem like, well, why are you doing X, Y, Z? And then when the shoe is fits for them, like when they're like, oh, but I want to do this. Like, oh yeah, it's not that bad. Like, why? Because you want to do it now. Now it's like, okay. Like, but if right. the other person tries to do it, then you feel like, oh, I'm going to try to make them feel bad for wanting to do it, but I'm going to do it because I'm ready to do it. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. No, absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong for that. Okay. They, 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 they feel like they're so important, but at the same time, deep down, they know that they're not important at all. They know that they don't have a real personality. That accuracy. They, okay. They, they, they mirror your personality. They want to steal your happiness because they don't have any, and they literally do. They will, they will suck and suck and suck and suck and suck until there's nothing left of you. So in a way, like, I'm glad that he got to see me, like, really be happy again and make friends and just enjoy life again. And, like, before, you know, I moved out, um, I got to tell him, honestly, exactly how I felt about him, which is, which is not something I ever recommend. It's dangerous as fuck because they're, they can get very angry and, you know, they can lash out, which is, I'm going to lead up to that, but it's exactly what he did to me the last time that I saw him um I told him and this is after you've been abused for so long sometimes you lash back out and that's called reactive abuse I'm reacting to the abuse that you gave right. me so I'm I may be abusing you now but it's because you've been abusing me and now I'm standing up for myself absolutely so I told him I said I hate you um you hate yourself. You're the most miserable, sad person that I've ever met. Um, and so I was packing, as you know, to move into my own place. I was packing, I was packing plates. And I think that, you know, and I will say for the most part, the couple of months that we had to live together after Puerto Rico, um, he was, he was mostly nice. And I, I say that to say, I know that's fake. You know, he was mostly nice, but he was holding all that in. He was really holding in the anger that he had for me. Um, these are people that you're in, like when you're in a relationship with this person, they're jealous of you. They're jealous um, of you. <laughs> they're extremely jealous of you, okay? They, am I talking too much? Like, am no, I? Am no, no, no. You don't want to come on and tell a story. No, the accuracy. They are jealous of you. And I've talked about being in a, a relationship with a jealous partner. And that shit is mm -hmm. weird as fuck. Like, it's so weird. It's, it's so weird. weird. It'd be like a lot of things that attracted you, well, attracted them to you is the same things that they expect for you to change about mm -hmm. yourself. 
Right. Nigga, why are you here? I'm confused. Right. Like, why are you here? Get out of you here. Knew, you knew when you met me that I like to travel. You knew I like to go out with my friends. You knew that I was beautiful. You knew this already. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so why are you trying to like, and they, they really, it, it really goes from the, the love bombing of, you know, you my soulmate. I want to be with you. I want to love you. You know, I want to marry you and have kids to really devalue you. Like, you ain't shit like you're not gonna be nothing without me like you don't have nobody you're he, he would make me think that my parents didn't fuck with me like that like he would make me think that my friends wasn't my friends like it's crazy <laughs> he's the one abusing you like you're t- the people that do love me that are loving me your parents your friend you're convincing me that they don't fuck with me meanwhile you're trying to convince me that you're the one that loved me but you're literally the person breaking my entire spirit what Mm. the fuck like yeah no that that's so crazy because it's definitely abuse that's exactly what it is and you don't know it until you're in the situation so so I know you said that you okay the last day you was it the day you were moving that you were going to um, get into I was gonna I was I was gonna start what I was doing was I was gonna start packing my stuff so I started packing up and mind you everything in that house is mine so I was gonna take all of it And I did end up taking all of it, but it's a whole story. So I'm going to go through the last day of like us living together and seeing him and like, I guess the conclusion of our relationship and I guess how I feel now. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So I'm packing the dishes. I will say that his grandmother died, which is very sad, um, which, but it was, it was an excuse it was, it was an excuse. Um, they, they don't do well on, um, on holidays. They don't do well on holidays because they don't understand why they don't understand. They really just don't understand people's emotions. They don't understand our emotions at all. They don't understand our sadness. They don't understand our happiness. They don't understand it at all. And holidays for most people are, are a fun time, you know, like Thanksgiving's fun, even though, you know, you know, as black people, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving. We celebrate right. around our family and, and eating. <laughs> um, so for the past 2019, 2020, 2021, for the past three years, um, he has made Thanksgiving like hell for me. Hell for me. Um, 2019, I flew to Vegas from Texas and we spent Thanksgiving together there. And I was just around him and his mother. And you know, what's what's funny is a part of me, like I, I knew that his mother was a narcissist because she just displayed all of it. But I could realize that about his mother, but I couldn't realize that about him. And he acted mm-hmm. just like her. It's, it's kind of weird. Right, but right. when I would be around his mother, I would like feel physically and like, violently ill like my skin's crawling like I would you ever been around somebody and you want to vomit because Uh that's how strong their negative energy is um and I could see that about her and and she made me realize you know that um not all narcissists are men you know and because her, her narcissism caused him to be a narcissist and no excuses you know not everybody who has a bad childhood turns into a narcissist. So I right. can't really, I can't really excuse it at all. You know, I can only just 
bring awareness to it and hope that other women like see this, these signs of these emotional abuse. It's, it's not normal. It's not ever going to change. Um, they will always be that person. And the only way that it could change a little, and like I, I learned this on TikTok, but the, um, have you seen that guy on TikTok who I think his name's Lee and he's a self-aware narcissist? No, I don't even have TikTok, girl. I think I have too much social media. I'm like, I can't yeah. keep up with an extra one, yeah. but I haven't seen it now. <laughs> okay, well, he's he's a self-aware narcissist. And um, he's like, I'm always going to be a narcissist, but I'm in therapy so I can like work through how to deal with stuff. And that is the only way that they're going to change is if they go to therapy every week for the rest of their lives. Anything else that they say is manipulation and it's a lie. It's the only way that they'll change. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I forgot what I was talking about. No, that's okay. No, <laughs> I'm you talking have... about so much. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So you were getting oh. into, go ahead. It was, was it the last day of us yeah. being together? Okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm packing up the plates and, oh yeah. And so, you know, he's been, been nice. These people are going to be like, yo, this girl is. All <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> They'll understand. Obviously you're dealing with your emotions. You're newly talking about it. It's not something mm-hmm. you've gone on plenty of podcasts. You're doing it. This is like, you know, one of the first times you're really, really talking about it. So of course right. your mind is racing and you, you want to get all of it out, but no, that's okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I will say that like talking to you about it is, it feels very healing. It feels very therapeutic and you're making me feel very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wanted to talk about it. And I'm glad that you're on here because you know, these are important things that people do want to talk about. Yes. It's embarrassing. Um, but you're healing and you want to help other women heal. Like, obviously I follow you. You've been posting a lot of things and I can tell like, you're really like, listen, if it's one thing I'm going to show this nigga is like, you could not take the life out of me. Like mm-hmm. I am taking my life back. So no, mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate you coming out here talking. I feel like I was really just in like survival mode for years. And now I feel like I can breathe and live again and that's something I want to, that's something I want to share to people. Like the other side of narcissistic abuse is freedom. It's right. freedom. It, yeah, I feel free. Like I feel so free. There's no more walking on eggshells. There's, there's no more, no more abuse. It's, 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 I do still have to deal with like my feelings every single day of, of dealing with what I went through, how it makes me feel, how I'm like super triggered about a lot of stuff now, like I am. Um, But, and I don't think I'll ever be the same, but I don't think that that has to be a bad thing. I think that if, if not being the same means that I'm stronger mentally, um, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you for sure. So the last day, did he not take well oh yeah he wasn't he wasn't taking it well um so you know he's 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 in a bad mood for thanksgiving his best friend doesn't want to hang out with him anymore because of whatever reason so he feel like he's lost his best friend then he lost his grandmother the day after thanksgiving and um this thanksgiving i actually decided to just not be i went to my friend nicole's house she was like come over um my mom and I are cooking. So I made some dishes and went over there and I actually had a really good Thanksgiving. I said, you know what, I'm not even going to deal with 
him and how he acts anymore. Like, I'm going to go have a good Thanksgiving for the first time. Like, um, he, he, you know, had me in a bad situation Thanksgiving in 2019. And then 2020, he, um, he completely left me on Thanksgiving. Like, I'm in Vegas by myself with you. We we're, we're newly living together and you just leave me on Thanksgiving. Like I'm, I'm in our apartment by myself on Thanksgiving. Right. The things that they do because they, they don't under, they, they don't understand how important Thanksgiving is. They don't understand how quality time is important and, and mm-hmm. that nature. So, you know, he's, he's upset about Thanksgiving. He's upset about, you know, quote unquote, losing his best friend and then his grandmother. And then I start packing my stuff to leave our apartment and everything that he's been holding in all this this facade of being nice it just spills out and um he goes into a rage he blows his lid he's just he's been sitting in it and stewing in it and spewing in it and just angry like this bitch is moving on with her life she doesn't want to be with me anymore I've lost control pretty much I've lost control and um he's like can you please stop packing and he starts crying and the tears don't do anything for me anymore because I know they're fake everything about you is is everything about this I hate to say it like this they are people and they they well they can be people if they get help but there's nobody really there there's there's nobody really there there's there's this person doesn't really have a personality there's the the body that they have is just a shell they're not real. Like they're nothing about them is real. And I, I hate to say it like that. So like if a, a narcissist who is self-aware and has got help has listens to this and they're like, I am real. Like, you know, I'm like this because of my childhood trauma. Maybe you're real. But the one that I was with, right. um, he was not a real person. Nothing about him was, was genuine. There's nothing about him was genuine, except for the fact that the only thing about him that was was genuine was that he was a deeply insecure, deeply hurt person. And I've met his mother. I've, I've, you know, sometimes he, he would open, they're very private, but sometimes he would open up to me about the things that his father did to him and his stepmother and, and his family. And it's all terrible. Right. And for a while, I wanted to fix that until I realized in Puerto Rico that I, I can't fix that. I can't fix that at all. Um, but anyway, he blows his lid and he's like, can you please stop packing? And he's crying and it switches, it switches from tears to anger in like an instant. And he's just like, get the fuck out. He's kicked me out so many times in the, in the 15 months that we lived together. He kicked me out so many times. One time he actually, um, took all of my clothes and my shoes and threw them out. And I had to go get all of my clothes and my shoes and fold them again, hang them back up, clean them, whatever, whatever had to be done with it. But yeah, it was another one of his like, attempts. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. And, um, he's like, get the fuck out. And I'm, you know, I've already been in survival mode, but I'm just like, okay, uh, yeah, I absolutely will. Like, I don't need these yeah. plates. I, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So I grab what I usually grab every time that he's kicked me out, my phone, my keys, my purse. Um, and then I'm like, I'm going to go get my coat. And he's like, no, get the fuck out. And then there, this is how crazy they are. Like, well, no, I want you to have your coat. Go get your coat. And then by that time, I'm like, no, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. I already, I, I, I was like, I'm going to go to my friend, my friend's house and um, just really figure out 
what it is, you know, I'm going to do right now. Cause I'm not worried about these plates or anything. I need to get out of here alive. Like, yeah, absolutely. And, um, he follows me out of the parking lot. He follows me out of the house into the parking lot and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to my car, which like, you know, in an, in, when you live, I don't know if you know, but when you live in an apartment complex, there's the assigned parking. And then the other person that lives there has the, you know, parking visitors, if you have two cars. So my car was always parked in visitors. So visitors and his parking spot is in two different directions. That's, I want to say that first, I'm going to my car and I realize he's following me. And I'm like, what do you, I'm leaving. What are you following me for? You, you asked me to leave. I'm leaving. I don't want no problems. And um, I'm following you to make sure you don't do nothing to my car. I'm nowhere near your car. Like, right, right. like, like, <laughs> like the things that go on in their mind. Like, I'm so glad also, like, I'm, I'm so, so glad when you have, when you have a good family and you have a good family unit and you, unit and you have good parents, you have to be grateful. You yep. have to be so grateful because there are people out here who did not have that. And they, they turned incredibly damaged. Absolutely. Um, so he starts chasing me in the parking lot. And then he, I try to, and what's crazy is I try to get help from people out there. Like he's, can you, somebody like, please, like he's, he's chasing me. That's so um, scary. It is. It, it is. It's really scary. It's real. And I've been through these, these times with him where he's gotten this, this angry, but this particular time after I knew what type of person he was, I realized I was I was scared every time, but I realized like how dangerous it really was. It like, is. It's very it's dangerous. Very dangerous. And um, so nobody really helped me. He caught up with me and he didn't touch me, but he got my phone and my keys. And I don't know why you want me to leave, but then you won't give me my phone and my keys. Right. He's done that to me several times. And so I had to go back up up to the house. And then by this is another crazy thing about them. After they've like, I'm I'm screaming and crying in the parking lot. I actually I, I was so scared I called my dad. I don't know what I thought my dad could do all the way on the East Coast, but I thought he could help me. Um just the only you know other man in my life, he's my dad. I wanted my dad to figure something out pretty much. Right, right. And so I had to go upstairs and get my phone and my keys. And he was like by this and by this time he's calm he's like do you see how crazy you made yourself look out there I that made myself look <laughs> you fucking lying yep. child I just want to yep. beat him okay like yep. <laughs> I'm just listening to your story and it's just like and you were with this person and I'm just so glad that you're no longer in this situation I don't care how long it took you know obviously the sooner the would have been better but I'm just so glad that you're able to talk about it. You're able to look back and be like, oh my goodness, like I survived this crazy ass person. I'm so grateful. Like there's women who, who really don't like it's And it's a spell. It's just like, it's like they put you under a spell because everything is a lie. Yes. Someone, there are some women who don't wake up out the spell until 10, 15 years down the road and like right. three and four kids together. And so I'm so grateful that it was only quote unquote only six years and I didn't marry him and I didn't have any kids with him and I'm somebody who wants to be married and have kids but I almost feel like God was like no 
Not so do you feel like it's no longer in the books for you or just wasn't for you with him? I feel like it wasn't for me with him. So do you still um, desire to have a husband and children in the future? I know it's a stretch because you're not in the mental space for that right now, but is that still a desire? Or are you kind of like, I'm cool on everything? So if I'm honest, you know, I, I would like to have a healthy relationship in the future. Um, but right now I've just completely decentered de men from my life. I've decentered men from my life. If you cannot bring what I bring or, or you cannot like elevate my life in any way, like emotionally, I'm good on it. Like, I don't, I hear that. <laughs> I'm super good on it. I'm super good on it. I uh, hear that. I definitely hear that. So I guess, what would you say, um, that you would, I mean, I guess, what would you tell other women that may be going through it, that may be listening to this episode and know that they're in a situation with a narcissist, but they can't quite break the spell? Obviously, everyone has their own breaking point. So this is just you speaking to whoever's willing to listen. So there is no time frame. Some people, like you said, last 10 years, 15 years, some are six, some are three months. So what would you say to the women out there that don't feel like they could leave and that are going through? Um, I will, I just want to let you guys know that you're not alone at all. You're not crazy at all. Um, even though he's pro definitely probably made you feel that way because he's a narcissist. And if you're in a situation where you feel like you can't leave or don't leave yet, don't try not to like, I, I believe it's called gray rocking where you just, um, don't really engage in whatever they're trying to engage you in. You give them little, like little short answers. Like they ask you where you're going out. Um, they ask you what you're doing, nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have to be very short with them because everything that you say and, and do can and will be used against you. Absolutely. Period. Um, and just stay strong, reach out to family members and friends. There, there are people who, who will help you um and yeah you're 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 not alone I want to say I want to just say just leave him just leave him but I know that that's not the case that right. was not the case for that was not even the case for me after you know I detached I still had to live with him um but you really just have to like set those boundaries and just don't give him the emotion that he is so badly needing from you like really just give him short answers. No, I definitely, definitely appreciate you coming on, telling us your story, being vulnerable. I really, really do appreciate it because these stories are definitely more popular than people think. It's just not spoken about because of the fear of embarrassment, because it's kind of like, wait, how could that happen to me? Like me, like what? I know better. But when you end up in this situation, it's like all of that goes out the window. So I definitely appreciate your vulnerability, your transparency and coming on to talk to me. Um, I usually have my guests tell the listeners where to find them. You don't have to give your social media handles if you do not want people all up on your page, girl. But if you do, you can let them know where to find you. If not, we can close it out a different way. <laughs> okay yeah no I'll, I'll tell people I was actually going to make like um like when you whenever you post the podcast I was going to make like my own little post too and like have because I'm ready to tell my story yes. I'm ready to tell my story. I feel like for me you know I know everyone's different but for me it's gonna help me heal and I want to make other women aware like I really do um so it's 
my Instagram name is kind of weird, I know, but it's the Bing it. Um, it's T-H-E-B-I-N-G-E-T-T-E. Um, that's also my Twitter name. And that's pretty much the only two that I'm on there on like that. Like, you know, I got Facebook and stuff too, but it's mostly just Instagram and Twitter. Yes, yes. Thank you, Shauna. I'm definitely here for your healing journey. I do want to continue to talk to you through DMs and everything because I definitely want to see your growth and to continue to watch you take your life back. So again, thank you for joining me and sharing your story. And again, listeners, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow, support my girl, Shauna. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.